Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney Magic. Whether they be singers, actors, imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. Are you looking to plan and book an upcoming Disney vacation? Contact the Tierra Talk Show's official travel agent, James from Destinations in Florida, by visiting destinationsinflorida.com backslash tiara for a free quote. The link is also included in the show notes on our website. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de doo day. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest, actress and author, Jenna Von Oy to the show. Welcome, Jenna. Thank you so much for having me. And we haven't talked since maybe a couple months because you got to participate in the 20th anniversary for the Goofy Movie panel at D23. That was such an exciting event. I don't know about you, but I was just having such a ball. <laughs> what, a, what a rush. I mean, it was... First of all, a neat experience, and, and I was thrilled you guys reached out to me. I was thrilled that I was able to to make it last minute. Um, but what a neat experience to sit down with with all of my fellow voice actors that I haven't seen in years and years, and that I have so much respect for, and, and just getting a chance to relive all of it with them. And and I didn't realize, truth be told, that a goofy movie was such a cult classic. I had no idea. So it was really exciting to see such a huge turnout and all the fans and how excited everybody got and just how much that movie actually resonates with people. I I just, I really didn't know. And for those who did not get a chance to attend this event. It is on YouTube if you want to watch it. Is it well. really? See, I didn't even know that. Now I have to go. Because my husband <laughs> wanted to see it. He didn't get to be there. So I've got to make sure he sees it. I kind of sent you a link a little bit a while ago. Uh, <laughs> with There's a behind the scenes featurette. And I had never seen this before. So uh, I, I sent it to you. And, and you actually speak French in it. And I was like, she's fluent in French? Who knew? I didn't know that. So uh, do, you, do, you, do you not even remember filming in Disneyland for this featurette? Which I will also include in the, in the show notes below for listeners to watch but did you know that you were in this fun it's so fun no you know I guess I now in retrospect I vaguely recall filming that uh I I ended up going to Disneyland so many times during the course of those years because Blossom was uh NBC and Disney and then doing a goofy movie and some uh, guesting uh, on some of the the cartoons that I guested on uh, over the years that were also Disney. I had occasion to go to, to Disneyland quite often. And so I, I, like I said, I vaguely remember hosting this making of a goofy movie, uh, but it was kind of neat for me to rewatch it and, um, and, and be reminded of some of the behind the scenes things that went on that I didn't recall. And yes, I do speak French. I wouldn't necessarily say I speak fluently. I think I sound like I speak fluently more than I actually do. 
Goofy movie was around the time Blossom ended. So transitioning from Blossom to a Goofy movie, were you doing those uh, vice versa, like the last season of Blossom? No, I want to say Blossom had already ended. But from, from a timeline standpoint, after 20 years and two kids, I will be honest with you, I don't have a whole lot of, uh, of memory in terms of timeline. <laughs> Things just sort of, it, all the memories sort of merge together on that. Um, because I was also doing a, a couple of movies of the week right after Blossom ended and just before it ended. And, um, and then I transitioned into uh, doing the Parkers after that. And so, so I get a little confused about the timeline of everything, but, but I do know that it it had to have been pretty soon after Blossom ended or, or at least right at the tail end of it that I did a goofy movie. Cause, uh, I, I do know that part of the reason, or at least I think part of the reason that I was cast in it was because my voice was so recognizable from the show. Who knows? I, you know, and I actually did do a voice in the sequel, but it was sort of just in between. It was, they, they put me in there just as a, a nod. Yeah. A nod to the first film and the fact that I had been in, uh, such an integral part of the first film. And then, and then asked if I would do some sort of miscellaneous voices and songs in the second one. And um, that way I, I was still a part of it, which I appreciated. It was really nice because after the expo, we kind of got to chat for a little bit more and I got to meet uh, Marlo, your little one, your yeah. well, the latest one. Of course you have Gray, the <laughs> older one and Marlo came along with you and she's so adorable and I think in one of your most recent blog posts maybe from last month on a uh, cradle chronicles and you said that uh, Marlo is now walking yeah she's well she started walking super early in uh or at least I say super early because I wasn't ready for it I'm sure she was quite ready or she wouldn't have done it but I was not ready yet <laughs> as a mom you know you think oh I've got plenty of time to to baby proof and I've got um a little while longer before I have to catch her from hitting table corners and it just it happened Oh, much sooner than I wanted it to. I think I would have been happy if she had waited a little while longer. Um, but she was she was near just shy of ten months when she started walking, and now she's running and climbing things. And she just turned one, and uh, and it was so neat to have her. I have to go back for a second to the Disney Expo. It was so neat to bring her. I know Gray was really disappointed that she didn't get a chance to go because, of course, she knows all of the characters, and she would have loved to have met everyone. Um, but it was so neat because Jim Cummings stood next to Marlo and and spoke to her in the voice of Winnie the Pooh, and I nearly it brought me nearly to tears. Moment exchanged between them, and she got this really big smile on her face. And it's not even necessarily that I think she can recognize Winnie the Pooh's voice yet. Uh, I mean, at a year old, you know, she's only done so much watching of of any kind of of TV. Uh, it's very little. <laughs> we don't do a whole lot of TV watching if we can help it um, for her. So, but I. So it's not that I think she recognized it, but it was just this moment for me of knowing that she spoke to Winnie the Pooh and that she had that experience. And and later on in life, I can tell her about that. And and he was kind enough to record. Um, some messages for Gray as well from Tigger and Winnie the Pooh. And Bill was kind enough to record a message from Goofy, which was like, I I was like mom of the year when I got home with those because Gray was so excited that Goofy thought of her. (laughs) (laughs) It was very cute. So you have two, again, we were just talking about you have two little girls and you just released a book called uh, Situation Momity, A First Time Mom's Guide to Laughing Your Way Through Pregnancy and Year One. And um, I 
I just finished the book, which I oh, good. loved it. Okay. Oh, and thanks. now for me, you know, I don't know anything about, you know, having a kid or being right. a mom. You were getting inspiration to write this book due to your, your blog with the Cradle Chronicles. Was this kind of like a stemming point to just go ahead, you know, I should just put this down in a book and send it out to the world for anybody, any other mothers who'd like to hear from another mother? Yeah, in a sense. I, I, it started actually with a blog on people.com in their, in their babies section. They asked me when I was pregnant with my first daughter, Gray, if I would be interested in, in writing a blog for them every now and then. And, and it became a monthly blog and it really was so much fun for me. I, I think a lot of women journal and I have never been terribly good about remembering to journal or taking the time out to journal, but I do love writing. I've always loved writing in in whatever capacity, be it music or scripts or book or whatever. And, uh, and so it gave me an opportunity to really share my experiences and what I was going through and, and give an open forum for other moms to share their experiences with me because Lord knows I'm, I'm a work in progress and I am, I'm not, a perfect mom. No one is. And, and, and I'm not trying to be super mom over here. (laughs) Um, as I say in my book, my cape and tiara are on back order. Um, but the, but I think the, the idea for me was just the ability to say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just like you. We're all in this together. And, and sometimes it's nice to kind of have a best friend to talk to about everything. And, and, uh, and every mom deserves another mom to be able to share her experiences with so that she remembers that she's not in it alone and that there will be challenges, but we can find a way to laugh through them and do it together. And so I, you know, I started writing the blog on people.com and that segued into the Cradle Chronicles, which is my personal blog. And uh, I've been terrible about keeping up with it as much lately. I used to do a weekly blog. Now it's kind of been a monthly blog because writing these books has, <laughs> has taken up a lot of my writing time. And and then, of course, watching two kids and running around after two kids is, takes up the rest of it. Um, but But all of that kind of came, it turned into my husband saying, you know, you should really consider putting this in a book and and offering your uh, I guess commiseration and and heartfelt thoughts and and uh, encouragement to laugh to other moms out there. I think they would appreciate it. I really I think your your blog is is amazing. And if you put it into into book form, maybe it would really resonate with people. And and uh, and I guess it I guess it did. <laughs> it ended up working out for me. So I'm glad that he that he suggested that. And it's just a really cool way for me to merge my passion for my kids with my passion for comedy. It feels like it's a one-on-one conversation with you. You know, you you touch on many subjects that I guess sometimes seem taboo or nobody wants to talk about. Um, yeah. And, and it just really feels like it's a natural conversation with you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And that, you know, my goal with it really was to to say to people, look, we, we all, I think every mother has certain things in common and 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 even though we're going to have completely different pregnancies and completely different birth experiences and completely different experiences raising our children and and of course I'm sure that that all of us have um certain views that that oppose one another in terms of raising our children that the the goal in all of it is to kind of come together and and let it uh, let ourselves help each other through it all, you know? And, and so for me, writing, writing the book was 
an opportunity to say to people, I know I'm not perfect. I can probably learn more from you than you can learn from me. So this is not a how-to guide by any stretch of the imagination, but this is kind of a best friend's guide. I, I played the best friend on Blossom. I think it's it's a, a role that people already see me in. And so I hoped that that would translate to book form and, and give people an opportunity to to very conversationally read about motherhood and kind of go, yes, I get it. This is honest. This is vulnerable. This is raw. I appreciate the, the, um, the honesty in this and, 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 and maybe it'll help a first time mom who doesn't necessarily know what to expect and who's only kind of getting the clinical, um, way of thinking about motherhood. Because when I first started when I, when I was first pregnant with my, with my daughter, Gray, I went out there and I started looking at books and I found a lot of clinical books, a lot of medical re- related books. And, and it's not that they aren't wonderful or have their place. And, and I certainly, I own what to expect when you're expecting, but it also I think is important to kind of look at the other side of things that isn't so clinical. Sometimes you don't want a doctor's point of view. Sometimes you want your best friend's point of view. And, and so I hope that this, this offers that to everyone. And listeners will get a chance to win a signed copy of your book on our website. So just head to our website and click on the contests tab at the very top of the page and you can enter to win this book. And you know what? I thought with two kids, it's it's a very, very busy thing and also trying to work (laughs) on the side and writing. But uh, when I come to the very end of the book, I see Coming soon, Situation Momity, a very special episode, Toddlerdom. And I was like, what? Already yes, another book? And I, I think that's fantastic. But I'm like, how are, how are you having time on your hands? <laughs> it's taken many, many, many pots of coffee. <laughs> um, there you go. <laughs> it's a steady stream of coffee. Um, you know, I, I'm asking myself that same question, how I'm having the time to do this. And the answer some days is I'm not. Um you know, obviously my kids are my priority and as much fun as it is to write about them, it's, it's, it's more fun to be a part, a a very constant part of their everyday life. So, and when I'm writing, I can't do that as easily. So they, um, they actually do go to school three days a week and they get to go play and, and have friends and have art time and all kinds of fun things. And, and it gives me an opportunity to, to get some writing done so that I can try and do both. Uh, and 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 give a hundred percent to the book when I'm writing and a hundred percent to them when I'm not. Um, you know, they're they're having so much fun over there that I, I initially when I started sending them to daycare, I felt horrible about it because I thought, oh my gosh, how am I being a good mom if I send them to daycare? But I think that's one of the things, you know, and and I'll probably talk about it in the second book. It's uh, one of the parts of being a mom is is learning how to kind of embrace that that sometimes it's okay to do things for yourself. Um, and this is one of those things that I'm doing for me. And it's really cathartic for me to write. And it's especially cathartic to write about my experiences with my kids. And I hope that eventually they can look back and read the book and learn some things about me as a mom and, and my love for them. And, uh, and maybe it'll help them when they have their own kids. And, and so in the meantime, you know, they, they get to go play on the playground and, and, be taught fun things and and then they come home and 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 I get to reinforce it and and that's that's kind of one of the cool things about parenting and and it is hard to be a working mom but I'm also very blessed that I have a job that allows me to stay home and and work on things while I'm with them too so so uh it's 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 been a pretty neat thing 
if somebody offered the possibility for you to go ahead and write a TV comedy based mm-hmm. on your life, especially based on the book, you know, just writing it, if you wanted to star in it, you could, uh, would you, would you consider it at this point in time? Or do you think it would just be too much at, at, at the moment? I would not only consider it, we've, we've already considered it. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. That's great. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, it's not to say that, that we're taking any major leaps in that direction yet, but, um, but it's certainly in, in my mind and, and has been from day one. You know, the fact is I love being in front of the camera. I love making people laugh. Uh, I love selling jokes to an audience, you know, that, that is, that's ingrained in me. That's been part of my heart since day one. And, you know, there, there's, I, I, I believe that, that aside from luck and, and hard work and all of those other things that led to my being on shows like Blossom and the Parker, I think at the end of it really, or at the, the foundation of it maybe is, is my love for, for working on sitcoms. I I really, I just love it. And so if given the opportunity to go back to one, I, I would certainly jump at the chance. And, and, uh, and I know that I have a supportive husband and a supportive family around me and we would find a way to make it all work. Cause obviously my motherhood would still come first, no matter what, you know, just, family comes first. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it's not, I don't want to call it juggling because I don't really feel like that's a fair word, but, um, I, I really, I, I think that you, you take your version of reality and your version of what normal is and, and you, adjust it accordingly to do what's best for everybody. And, and, you know, I know that I'm such a creative soul that my girls, if I, if I didn't exercise that creativity, if I didn't write, if I didn't work on shows and do auditions and, and continue to work toward things like that, that that would affect my parenting too in the long run, because I'm so passionate about that. And I want my girls to see what, having passion for a career looks like and what hard work ethic looks like and, and what it is to, to be disciplined and sit down and, and have six months to write a book and get it done, uh, and, and get it done in the best way that you, that you know how, you know? And, and, and so I think, um, it kind of goes in line with how, how I'm parenting them as part of that is, is showing them what that work ethic looks like. I have three Disney questions I always ask my guests. We call them the Fab Three. So we'll start with the Donald one, which is, as a child, what Disney film was one of your favorites to see in the theater? Uh, the, actually, I'll, I'll say that the first Disney film I recall seeing in the theater was Peter Pan. I don't, we didn't go out to the theater much as a kid. We really watched everything at home and we would watch the Disney Sunday night movies and my parents would put out a little blanket in front of the TV. And so I remember all the Haley Mills films and I remember we would sit on this little blanket in front of the television and my parents would let us have a little seven up, which was totally different because we weren't allowed to have soda and they would make popcorn. And it was such a special night for us to do that because we didn't watch TV any other time. But we so rarely went to the theater to see movies that the only Disney film I recall ever seeing in the theater is Peter Pan. And our Goofy question, what Disney character, besides the ones you've ever played, including on Blossom and Goofy movie, do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? Oh my gosh. 
I was thinking you were going to ask me what Disney character would I have wanted to be, and I ha- and had that answer immediately. But um, for me, it was more rather than a best friend. It was more that I wanted to be the Disney character that that it was, you know. But I guess Ariel would make a good best friend too. It's just that it would be a little tough with her ta- with her having fins and all because <laughs> I can't breathe. I don't know about you, but I can't breathe underwater yet. And our Mickey question: If I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, nice segue. Uh, what comes to mind? Well, since we were just talking about the Little Mermaid, I would have to say part of your world. Well, I want to remind listeners that you can go ahead and buy a copy of Situation Momedy, a first-time mom's guide to laughing your way through pregnancy and year one on Amazon. We're going to give away a book, a signed copy, and you can follow Jenna on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All social media links will be in the show notes below, and you can head to her website at jennavonoy.com. So thank you again, Jenna, for coming on the show. I, I have to wish you the best of luck with the next book. I, I really, really enjoyed this one, so of course it's going to be on my you know post Christmas wish list to get your next one (laughs) so I'm really excited so thank you again for your time and 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 coming on the show we'll have to hopefully we'll have a 40th uh, goofy movie anniversary at some point with any luck we'll we'll do something in between then too I I, it would be neat if we had some sort of traveling goofy movie panel notice me. As student body president, I just want to say like yay to all of us for a really neat year. Yo, Stacy! Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby!